الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كونوا لبانيين بما كنتم تعلمون الكتاب وبما كنتم تدرسون سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى gave a person two blessings one is called a mind and the second is called a heart two big blessings Allah Taala gave a person one is called a mind and one is called a heart and by means of both of these blessings was man meant to distinguish himself from the animals and was man meant to rise above the angels through both of these blessings the mind was given to us to fill it with the ilm knowledge of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the knowledge of deen the knowledge of quran the knowledge of the sunnah of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam the mind was given the ability to think the mind was given the ability to, to know to know this knowledge and the mind was given the ability to think to think thoughts about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make zikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the heart was given us why the heart feels why was a heart given to us with such feelings and emotions to feel feelings for allah to feel love for allah to feel fear for allah to feel longing for allah may yarjuka allah that person who yearns to meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the way that we get closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then is to fill our mind with the knowledge of allah taala knowledge of deen thoughts about allah taala and to fill our heart with the feelings for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the rubd between ilm and zikr ilm for the mind zikr for the heart this is also why hazrat mulana muhammad ilyas khan delvi ramtale he connected ilm and zikr together in one number because ilm will benefit when there's zikr and zikr has benefit when there's ilm but the ilm will give its most benefit when there's zikr and zikr will reach its most benefit when there's ilm along with it so this is the way of our mashayikh that we invite people to zikr but we also invite people to ilm nine days we've been inviting you to zikr today we're going to invite you to ilm so if you complete this process and you join in your heart and mind both the ilm of deen and the zikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then your tazkiyah will not just be for you but then your tazkiyah can be used for ihya'uddin isha'uddin ikamatuddin tajdeeduddin to bring life to the deen to establish the deen to spread the deen to revive the deen that takes place when ilm and zikr combine in a person so the first thing and the first place where the deen gets revived is in the person themselves that breast that chest that sadr that sina in which there is both ilm and zikr deen comes alive in that person deen starts to flourish in that person deen takes a life of its own in that person when that person has ilm and zikr in their chest this is why if you have ilm and you don't have zikr if you have ilm and you don't have zikr so what happens with ilm ilm leads a person for uruj makes a person exalts a person in darajat in levels 
because of their ilm. This is Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran that He raises people up darajat due to their ilm. And then they are no longer equal to those who don't have it. But if they don't have zikr, then they won't have humility. If they don't have zikr, then there's danger of ujub, there's danger of arrogance. And this is what happened to the big alim whose name was Iblis. Allama Iblis. Huh? Allama Iblis, yes? <laughs> he had a lot of ilm. A lot of ilm, but in his heart he didn't have the ishq, the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mind alone without heart, that's not a recipe for success. Then if a person has the zikr, but they don't have ilm, they have zikr, but they don't have ilm, so they get a lot of feelings, a lot of love, but because they don't have the ilm, they don't have the knowledge, they don't know the right, proper, appropriate way to express those love and feelings, so they end up in bid'ah. They end up in bid'ah. So zikr without ilm, heart without mind, heart without knowledge, feelings without knowledge, danger of bid'ah. Ilm without zikr, ilm without zikr, knowledge without heart, knowledge without feelings, danger of ujub, danger of pride and conceit. So then the safe way is then to get both ilm and zikr. To get both ilm and zikr in the heart and to get both ilm and zikr in the breast. Now a few differences why this doesn't happen anymore because there's some differences between us and earlier times. Differences between us and earlier times. So today what do we do? Today we apply all our mind and all our knowledge to know the world, to know the universe. This is called Marifat of Makhluk. People are so interested to say we live in a most modern scientific age of advanced research. Oh, subhanallah. Hmm? And what are they researching? Oh, they say we research the body, and we research the molecule, and we research the atom, or we research the galaxy. Hmm? Or we research society, we research economy, we research people's behavior. Alright, no problem in itself. But what happened was all of creation now is interested in the manifest of makhluk. And earlier, what were the early believers like? They were interested in the manifest of their khalik. They were interested in deeply knowing their creator. Now what does it mean? Now understand it. Understand it using this analogy. All of the modern scientific research think tanks, billion dollars of research and industry, all of the universities, fellowships, postdocs, Nobel Prize laureates, combine all of that effort on one time and know that the Oliyad ulama had even more effort to know Allah Ta'ala and their deen. So the early Oliyad, they knew Allah Ta'ala and His Asma'ul Husna and the meanings and the feelings and the depths of Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala the way today the astronomers know about the depths of the galaxy and the molecular biologists know about the depths of the human being. The early ulama, they knew so much depths about Qur'an al-Kareem and the depths of the meanings and feelings of the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Today, today's economists and researchers know about the depths of society and polity and economy. It's a difference. It's a difference. So we left the marifat of mukhalik in order to get marifat of makhluk. Hmm? Second difference. Second difference is today everyone is making all their efforts for their dunya. Day and night they plan in dunya. Education for sake of dunya. Career for sake of dunya. Profession for sake of dunya. 
dreams and aspirations for dunya, living, breathing for the sake of dunya, weekend resting so again on Monday I can earn dunya. Hmm? So much. And the early believers, what did they do? They were working on their akhirah. As much work as all of the corporate capitalist world puts today to increase and maximize the product and output of the produce on the land, to increase and maximize and make more efficient the produce of the factories, all of the economists trying to push all of the growth, just like that, the early believers, even more than that, the early believers were maximizing the growth of their akhirah, maximizing the development of their akhirah, maximizing the product and amal of akhirah. There is only one factor in human history which has shown more greed than the greed of the capitalists and that was the thirst, yani greed, but yani thirst of the early believers for akhirah. There was only one factory that produced more than the factories of all the capitalist multinational corporations in the world and was as the factory of the a'mal of the sahaba. There has been only one greater effort than this effort that you witness today in the dunya. They, their pursuit of akhirah outpaced and outdid the most worldly person's pursuit of dunya. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? That's how intense they were. That's how deeply desirous of Allah Ta'ala they were. The third difference is that people today are so focused on their jism and their akal, so focused on their body and their mind, so much fitness, so much exercise, so much newspapers, so much reading, so much cafe discussions, so much living room conversations. Hmm? Akbar. So many walks and so many picnics and so many vacations and so many strolls. And the early believers were focused what? On sustaining their ruh and their kalb. Their ruh and their kalb. As much as people have their entertainment, recreation, hobby, leisure, golf, sports, gardening, all of that, more than that, the early believers used to make ibadah and zikr and dua and salawat to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are nourishing our bodies and our mind and they were nourishing their ruh and their heart. Three big differences between the early times and us. Hmm? And you tell me which is more advanced. Huh? Oh, you tell me which is advanced and which is backward. Hmm? It has nothing to do with the year or the calendar. What is advanced and what is backward has to do with which is more qareeb to Allah Ta'ala, more advanced which is less grieved to Allah Ta'ala, more backward. Hmm? That's that simple. That's simple. So how do we get this back? By following the ilm of deen. So then understand there's another rival to the ilm. There's another rival to knowledge. So that is you can say the knowledge of the philosophers. The knowledge of the philosophers. The knowledge of the economists. The knowledge of the scientists. The knowledge of the professors. The knowledge of the thinkers of this world. So what is their knowledge based on? So first of all, their knowledge is based on akal. They use their mind. Some of them are absolutely brilliant. Some of them are genius. Some of them are great intellects. But they understand and they know through their akal alone. Through reason and rational ability alone. So maybe the greatest philosopher tried to come up with what is justice but he did it on the basis of his akal alone. Maybe a philosopher tried to understand what is virtue, but he did it on the basis of his akal alone. And on the side of deen, 
on the side of deen, you have the ilm. Which ilm? The ilm of the anbiya, the ilm of wahi, or you have the ilm of Allah. Allah says in Quran, Allah insana ma lam ya'lam. Allah himself, Allah insan, Allah himself teaches humanity ma lam ya'lam, that which they never knew and never could have known. All of their ukul, akal combined could never have known it, nor they could ever know it in the future. Allah Akbar, which is the greater knowledge? Which is the greater knowledge? Hmm? The knowledge that comes from Allah, that knowledge that is inspired from Allah, that knowledge that is sent from Allah onto the hearts of the anbiya, shared through the hearts of sahaba, residing in the hearts of awliya, Mapped by the hearts of ulama, or is this knowledge greater? Is that knowledge greater, or the one that lies in a person's akal? Hmm? And then this knowledge, the knowledge that comes from Allah Taala, is used to help a person in akhirah, and the knowledge that comes from a person's akal is used to help their nafs. How to get more pleasure in the nafs? How to design things more for the nafs? This is what the akal wants. Hmm? The akal has designed some terrible things. Weapons to destroy people, systems to colonize people. All of this is product of akal. Hmm? All of this is product of akal. And everything that the Muslims were backward, never fall for this foolish, false narrative of history. Muslims were not backward. Deen of Islam would never have allowed the invention of modern military technology because Deen of Islam does not allow one to kill civilians. So this is why we didn't have this technology that they developed. <laughs> it's not because Deen is backward. It's because they had another motive. They had an, another reason to pursue that superior military technology, which we wouldn't do. Second, Deen doesn't teach unlimited greed. So Deen could never have come up with capitalism. So their economic advancement and the military technological advancement are due to values which could never have existed in deen and inshallah will never exist in deen. You don't know the history of the economic colonialism of this world. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. Muslims also came. Sahaba, Tabin, Muslims also came to Africa. But they never ever came up with this idea that we'll take all their diamond and we'll take all their gold and we'll make all of them into slaves. They never came up with this idea because their deen doesn't teach them to do these type of things. So that's because their ilm wasn't coming from their akal. Their ilm was coming from Allah. Their ilm was coming from Anbiya. Their ilm came from Wahi, from Qur'an al-Kareem. So this is a big difference in these two paths. So we want to be on the path of ilm. We want to be the path on deen. So we nourish our akhirah. So we get marifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we nourish our ruh. Hmm? So we nourish our ruh. So this path of ilm is a very major thing. Major aspect of a person getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what did Allah ta'ala say in Quran? Kunu rabbaniyin. Rabbani. Rabbani means Rabbwala. Rabbani means Allahwala. Rabbani means Waliullah. Rabbani means friend of Rabb, lover of Rabb, beloved to Rabb. Allah told all of the believers in Quran, Kunu Rabbaniyin. You must become Rabbani. So the two ways to translate this verse. First way, Kunu Rabbaniyin. 
that you should have been Rabbani. You should have been Rabbani. Why? Due to all of this learning and teaching you've done of Quran. And due to all of your lessons of Islamic learning, you should have been Rabbani. Why are you not yet Rabbani? And the second way to translate this verse, become Rabbani. How? By means of your talim al-kitab, learning and teaching Qur'an, وَبِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْرُسُونَ And by means of your dars tidris, learning Islamic knowledge. Now when Allah Ta'ala said, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala mentioned his nubuwa, the functions of his nubuwa. And that function of nubuwa isn't just for sahaba, it's for the whole ummah. So if we want to benefit from the nur and the ilm and the legacy of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we must look in Qur'an and see what did Allah Ta'ala mention about this nubuwa. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, لَكَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed, Allah Ta'ala sent His special favor on the believers. إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ That when He, Allah, sent to them a Nabi from their own selves and their own midst to do what? لَيَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ Number one, to recite the verses of Qur'an. Number two, وَيُزَكِّهِمْ To do their تَزْكِيَةِ To spiritually purify their heart. To free their nafs from the unlawful desires. وَيُزَكِّهِمْ Number three, وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ And to formally give them ilm of Qur'an وَالْحِكْمَةِ And to formally give them the ilm of wisdom in the sunnah. So if you want to be an ummati of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi you want to say you follow the path of the deen according to the sunnah, then look in Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala alone in Qur'an will define what sunnah and nabuwa is. And that means we must learn recitation of Qur'an. Yatu alayhim ayatihi. We must have tazkiyah, must. We must purify our heart and our nafs. وَيُزَكِّهِمْ And we must start learning Qur'an. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ Otherwise we're not drinking from the full legacy of the Nabu of Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we must learn hikmah, we must learn that sunnah. فَالْحَمْدَ يَتُّ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ That is being done by the makatib al-Qur'aniyya, by the Qur'an, majawid, teachers of Qur'an. And even there's adult classes, continuing classes, Alhamdulillah, almost everywhere we go, we have found this arrangement. So Alhamdulillah, the Ummah is drinking from this, is learning from this, learning how to recite Qur'an. Second, Tazkiyah. So we started that for you in these few days. That's called Khanka, Tazkiyah, Tasawwuf. To make arrangements so people can learn how to purify their heart. So now that what else needs to be done? Ta'aleem. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ and this is for everyone. Not everyone will become an alim, but everyone must get however much ilm they're able to get. You don't want to stand in front of Allah on the Day of Judgment. And Allah says, you learned English, you learned Afrikaans, you learned Zulu, and you couldn't learn the Arabic of my Quran? You learned so many textbooks, you understood so many things, you know so many meanings, you have so much information, you couldn't learn the meanings of Quran, you couldn't get the knowledge of Quran? So it's not required that everybody become an alim. But it is required that everybody should part-time, somewhat gradually be increasing their ilm throughout their life. Nabi Akarim said, Talabul ilmi, talabul ilmi, the seeking of ilm, talabul ilmi, faridatun ala kulli muslimin wa muslima is mandatory on every male and female muslim. 
Allahu Akbar. The seeking of knowledge. Now, how much you acquire, Allah knows best. How far you will go, Allah knows best. How intelligent are you to grasp higher concepts, Allah Ta'ala knows best. But talabul ilm, that thirst for knowledge, is fard on you. Fard. How is it that we're living our life content without knowledge? How can we accept anyone that says it's okay, you don't need knowledge? Knowledge is always the need. Ilm and tazkiyah are always the need of the ummah. Every aspect of dawah, khidmah, work of deen always launches from the launching pad of ilm and tazkiyah. Always you will see it in history. The launch will always be from ilm and tazkiyah. Tazkiyah, they have power. These are the rocket launchers of deen. Allahu Akbar. I was so happy the other day we got a chance to meet his brother Yaqub of Alimdad Foundation and he told me his board and his board was Ulaman Oliya. I said, your board is Ulaman Oliya. You will launch in the world. <laughs> you will launch in the world. This work you are doing will be launched all over the world. Allah Akbar Kabira. And so it is. <laughs> so he shared with me exactly that's how it is. Hmm? So we should want to get ilm. So what does it mean now? So there's one, there are going to be two types of people. One are those who become alim. That's known, that's understood. There are darlums for that, there's curriculum for that. Alhamdulillah, may Allah bless those darlums and keep their shade over us and guide the ummah. But what about the person who's not going to go to darlum? How does he get ilm? So this is what I wanted to tell you today. How can you get this ilm? And remember all the hadith that mention the virtue and merits about ilm, it's not only for that amount of ilm that makes a person an alim, no. It's for every drop of ilm, every aspect of ilm. For example, Nabi Karim said that when a person leaves their home to seek ilm, in talab of ilm, yearning for ilm, they're fi sabilillah. It's in hadith. They're in the path of Allah Ta'ala. This isn't just for the Dalim student. It doesn't say that, he said, only if they seek the ilm at that level, and for that many years. No, no, no. Any time, however much time, any moment they leave their home for seeking of ilm, they are fi sabilillah. They are in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa hadith, that when a person seeks ilm, the creatures in the ocean, they make dua for them. Creatures in the ocean make dua for them, that the angels spread their wings beneath them. The angels spread their wings beneath that person. So it's a mistake. I think people didn't realize and that's why we must make it clear that okay, ilm is for darlum and those who want to become alim. No. Alim is for those who want to become alim. Ilm is for everybody. Our deen is, alhamdulillah, our deen is not a deen of jihala. Our deen is not a deen of ignorance. Our deen is a deen of knowledge where we continually try to know more. Hmm? We have lost this thirst and quest for knowledge. We've stopped journeying to increase and advance our knowledge. So how will it happen? So there's, now I will give you two levels. Two levels below a person becoming an alim. Two levels below. One level is simply this, that you should have interaction with your local ulama and ask them, that can you give some dars quran so I can sit in it? Can you give some dars hadith so I can sit in it? Can you teach some series on Sira so I can learn it? Hmm? Basics. Quran, Hadith, Sira. Hmm? Quran, Hadith, Sira. Okay, can you teach me a few surahs? I've memorized 10, 15, 20 surahs. 
can you at least teach me the meanings of those so that I can feel it when I recite in Quran? Yeah, I'm not Hafiz, so you don't have to teach me the transition of Okra. I'm talking about level one. Level one is basic. Level one is that throughout the years, in Pakistan, Masa, many masajid, after Fajr, every day there's their Quran. And it's slow and it's for the average person. And it takes years to finish the Quran. But those people, they know I'm living in years in this neighborhood. It will happen. I will go through whole Quran. Those of you who are here just today, Alhamdulillah, we made Doha at 3 o'clock, 2.33. In our institutes in Pakistan, they have annual course and completion of Quran, not recitation, tafsir, ilmi Quran. But they spent hours and hours every day commenting, translating, commenting. And we just did the final du'a. I have women in those courses. Women who are mothers, women who have children, women who are doctors, women who are working, women who are university students. And you are men of this ummah. How long do you want to go without understanding Qur'an? So who knows how far you will go. But how can your life be empty of any effort to understand Qur'an? That's the strange thing. Hmm? So level one, at least begin understanding on a weekly basis, small amount, 30 minute dursa Quran a week. Hmm? And then start understanding those surahs that you know, so that you can know them better, so you can feel them better, so you can focus better in your salah. If I gave you a sample of that, those who know, the first two ladies beyond, first two 11 a.m. beyond, tafsir of surah al-duha. So you got a feeling, what does it mean to know? And you saw, it wasn't that difficult. It doesn't require a person to be an alim to understand what I said. But that's ilm, this is knowledge, get to learn. Masa, may Allah Ta'ala award our friends in Cape Town, Hazrat Mulana Ali, he made course for people to understand Qur'an, an institution called Darul Naim. Alhamdulillah, people learning Qur'an, but it's not just academic knowledge, don't think like that. The learning of Qur'an changes their life. The Qur'an enters their heart, the deen enters their heart. So you have to be learners. Every Muslim is a learner. Talabul ilmi faridatun. Every Muslim is a learner. Yes, you may learn at a different pace. Even I'm addressing everyone here. Even if you're 50, even if you're 60, even if you're 70, even if you're 80, you must be a learner. On the Bayakrim Sallallahu said, seek ilm from the cradle to the grave. That covers every age, every age group. Always a learner. The difference is just in pace. That's all it is. The difference is just in pace and it may be difficulty level. That's the only difference. Otherwise, everybody must always be learning. Another way you can do it at the very introductory level is there's so many now, alhamdulillah, because there are many inauthentic, but now, alhamdulillah, there are many authentic works translated in English or even written in the English language about ilm of Qur'an, tafsir of Qur'an, ilm of hadith, Mm, many different topics like you see the last year and this year we taught you portions of two books Fazali Amal and Fazali Sadaqat Behaza Shaykh Ladeez Mulamama and other than few parts of that book it's accessible and even a person who's not alim can understand it easily understand it easily hmm? but that's not alone there are many books like that there's reading like that hmm? so you should have a thirst some bedtime reading, some airplane reading, some commute on the bus reading. And the ulama put a great effort. Ulama put great effort to translate the Arabic knowledge into Urdu. They now translate the Arabic and Urdu knowledge into English. And people writing originally in English language. So why was this done? So ulama not saying ilm is just for the Darululum. Otherwise why bother to write these books? Hmm? So you should have some thirst for knowledge. 
Otherwise what happens is, look over here, what's going to happen? If your knowledge of dunya keeps increasing, and your knowledge of the, and it keeps increasing, then there's a gap. Then the gap becomes too much. Then you know too much about things. It can be anything. You know too much about car mechanics. You know too much about sports. You know too much about your profession. You know too much about the types of flowers. Yes, mashallah. Some South African is amazing. It's, part, it's partly my bias because I was born and raised in Manhattan, concrete jungle. I know nothing about any plant, any tree, any flower, nothing. <laughs> right? But sometimes I'm amazed that this person, he knows so much. How does he know so much? He tells me every tree, this is this fruit, this is that fruit, this is that vegetable. This. I know nothing. Hmm? But then you know so much about the plants and fruits and vegetables and their seasons and their timings and how to buy fruit. Mashallah, you smell it and you know the color and the, which one is good fruit if it's soft and another fruit you should buy them and that's hard. This is all type of knowledge. Right? But you don't know about Allah Ta'ala. You don't know about Quran. You don't know about the hadith of your Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hmm? You should want knowledge. This much I can guarantee you, if you sincerely want it, and you sincerely seek it from the rightly guided ulama, you have to do two things. There must be ikhlas and sidq in your talab. There must be sincerity and truth in your desire, and you must seek it from the ulama sadiqeen, ulama salihin, the righteous, virtuous, upright ulama. If you just these two things, Allah Ta'ala Himself will open a path for you. And you'll be amazed how much, Allah, how much knowledge Allah Ta'ala can guide a person to. We have left this untapped, untapped, unrealized potential. So then for some of you, not for all of you, and not even for most of you here today, but for some of you, we are taking a step to offer another opportunity. Those of you who you are now familiar with us, connected to us, you listen to Bayan, some of you listening to Bayan online. So we have designed a course that we are going to start teaching online in August, a team of teachers from our online institute called Tetsuki Academy. What is that course? That course is not the alim course. You cannot do alim course online and you can't become an alim online because becoming an alim isn't just about learning from books. It's about sifat. It's about having certain attributes and certain character and a certain demeanor. And that is inculcated and transferred through live training, live suhba, live teaching. But what a person can do, even online, is do the first few, you can say, foundational modules of knowledge, which is actually the same thing that the 16, 17, 18, 19 year old does in the first two, three, four years of the Darlum course. First one, two, three years of the Darlum course. That is actually doable. And if you do it part-time and you pace it so that you can do it along with your profession or along with your business or along with your career or along with your shop and you do it part-time, it may take you five, six years to do what they do in two, three years. It may take you double the time. No problem. You have time. <laughs> you have time. Remember I told you, WHO claims you will live till 72, inshallah. You have time. <laughs> you have time, so you just start. Part-time. And maybe after going through that, three, four, five, six, seven years it might take you, then you might actually say, now I want to go to Darululum. Then you might actually want to become an alim. Then you could do it. Then you might place in the fourth year, you may only have to do two or three years in the Darulum in this country. Hmm? It's your choice. And if you don't, no problem. That course will be self-contained. You'll have gotten a basic foundation in Quran, Hadith, understanding the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Ma laha wa ma aliha. Understanding what pleases Allah Ta'ala in your lifestyle, choices and decisions. That's called fiqh. Fiqh means understanding. 
that you will get some basic foundation in that, and that's fine. It's not necessary that you go on to complete the Dalim course. But it, ilm is not an all or nothing thing. But okay, I can't get all the ilm that the alam has, therefore I have nothing. No. You should want it. And especially for those who are middle-aged. Middle-aged, and this roughly I'm just saying, between 15 and 50. But it's open to anybody above 50 also. But between 15 and 50, why? Because it keeps a person busy. The more busy you are, the less sin you will do. And a lot of the sins that the people who are 15 to 50 year old who do when they come and tell me these sins, out of many, many other things that we realized, we realized these people have time. Yeah, they have time. They have free time. It takes time to meet someone over the internet. That takes time. And then to woo them, oh, these things take time. Some of the sins people are doing, it takes them time. So I realized, but this is a problem. They have free time. They're not being learned how to use it. And I also learned that they're not so strong in their ibadah. That's them, okay, do more zikr. They can't. They're not that strong yet. That's any takaf that you people can do two, three hours of zikr a day. But the ordinary person can't do so much. So he needs something else, some other activity to keep him busy. Otherwise, that one hour a night, he spends every night on the internet sinning. I said, okay, no problem. If you're so glued to the screen... And we come on that screen. Not on video, not on video. But we come, we teach you on screen. We put Tasya Academy on screen. Because I've seen this increasingly. Now the older generation may not have the above 50. But I'm a few do though. But from 15 to 50, increasingly people are spending their free time glued to the computer, either doing sin or just wasting. Just surfing random things. Believe me, those of you who are elder, you don't know what a big blessing is that you were not born in this internet age. You should do shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You might not understand what I'm saying, but you should understand enough to make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there are men in their 40s and 50s who are wasting their time away. They're wasting their time surfing, 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 surfing. So then, so this we designed this online course for you to do the same thing you spend one to two hours a day for three to four times a week and you glue yourself to the screen. But instead what you see on the screen, text of Qur'an, text of Hadith, you will hear voice of teacher. Hmm? You will learn. Hmm? And we have been doing this for women for a number of years. So then we thought we should do it for the men also. Now women are more studious <laughs> and more conscientious. Hmm? Huh? But still, it doesn't mean that none of you can be like that. Hmm? Even if you just listen in, we're happy if you just listen. It's called Sameh. You just be an auditor. Every now and then you turn it on, you have it in the background. You will hear something. Some verse might strike you. Some episode from Sirah might strike you. Some explanation of an Arabic word. You say, oh, I also recite that surah. That's what that word means. Something will strike you. You need to expose yourself, open yourself, explore a little bit. See. Just increase your ill. You will enjoy. Believe me, when you know more Quran, you enjoy more deen. When you know more hadith, you enjoy more deen. When you know more dawahs, you enjoy more deen. When you know more about the seer, you enjoy more deen. When you understand more what pleases Allah, what displeases Him, you enjoy more deen. And then when you go to the second level, that you understand all of these things deeper, then you enjoy deen even deeper. You will keep enjoying deen more and more. And then when it reaches a limit for you, no problem, you slow it down, you stop. Then you just review the same stuff. 
You keep doing it. But there should be some element, some trace element at least, of ill. So there are different ways you might be able to do it in this community. But a lot of the Muttakifin have come from very different communities. So because you're from so many different places, so this benefit and barakah of the online is it's accessible anywhere you are. It's accessible when you travel. Some of you say, oh, I travel for work. So what will I do? Oh, this will travel with you. <laughs> this Tuskegee Academy will travel with you wherever you are. Hmm? Some, then another benefit that we do, and I just have to wrap this up, is that we also put the recordings up for you. So in case you missed the class, you can view it later. You can listen to it later. You can access it later. So you can self-pace yourself. Maybe one or two weeks you're very busy at work, you can't come to class. No problem, then when that ends, again you download those lessons and you listen to it later. Of course it will require discipline on your part. It will require thirst on your part. But at least it was our duty and collective duty of all ulama to make ill more available to you. Let's see. Our job is to make it accessible. We see who accesses it. That's your choice. That's your choice. So our friends here who you know by now, Dr. Assam and Nazir and Dr. Yusuf and others, they have made a little flyer to introduce you to that course and then you will have to go online. And yes, I accept some of you aren't so online friendly, so you'll have to find local connections wherever you are. You should go to the Imams and go to the Ma. Once you express your thirst to them, then they will provide. Don't wait for them. They're not going to design a course unless you express your thirst for it. If you, and first, and why I mentioned this in the of, is you must express this thirst to Allah Ta'ala. We want in Ramadan, Ya Rab, that I want to get some thirst for ilm, thirst for Qur'an, thirst for hadith, thirst for seerah. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala make it happen. It will help you in your zikr. It will help you in your deen. If you can get some, some level of interaction, some engagement with ilm, may Allah Ta'ala accept each and every one of us for the knowledge of deen, for the learning of deen. May Allah Ta'ala put in our heart the ilm of Qur'an. Ya Rab, we don't know how it's going to happen. We gave our life to learning about the dunya, working the dunya. We've given our life to shops and factories and offices and universities. We have hope, Ya Rab, this is Ramadan. This is the month of your mercy. If you decide it, you can put the ilm of Qur'an also in our heart. You can put the ilm of Hadith also in our heart. Nothing is difficult for Allah. Hmm? It's just our talab. It's this word that keeps coming over and over again in Hadith about him. Talab. Your thirst, your desire, your yearning. So at least we can light that flame of Talab and see what happens. Make dua subhanallah min ala wa Muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallam. Yarabikrim, we want to be Talab of you. We want to be Talab Allah. Talab of Quran, Talab of Sunnah, Talab of Deen, accepted from us, Ya Rab. Ya Rab, you are so kind, it was only your karam and fuzzle that you made us Talab of Tazkiyah, that you brought us to this itikaf, that you brought us into masjid, that you let us sit in majlis and bihan. You placed this thirst in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, place more thirst in our heart, place more desire in our heart, send more tawfiq and fuzzle of yours in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we too want to know your asmal husna, guide 
guide us to that learning, Ya Rab. We too want to feel the feelings of Asma al-Husna. Guide us to that learning, Ya Rab. Ya Rab, we too want to know the meanings of Qur'an. We want to understand the beautiful message you sent us. Guide us, Ya Rab. Ya Rab, we too want to feel every feeling of every ayah that you revealed on the blessed heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Grant us those feelings, Ya Rab. We don't want to be heartless anymore. We don't want to be cold anymore. We don't want to be unknowing and unfeeling anymore. If you help us, Ya Rab, then we know, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you can guide us to this ilm along with all of our work in dunya. You can guide us to this ilm along with all of our khidmat and dawat al deen. You can put barak in our time, Ya Rab. You can increase the wusat in our time, Ya Rab. You can place the ilm in our breasts, Ya Rab. Ya Rab, if it is you who is doing it, we know we will have great hope, Ya Rab. It will only be lying success, Ya Rabbi Kareem. We want you to teach us, Ya Rab. We want you to guide us, Ya Rab. We want you to bring us to ilm, Ya Rab. You are our murshid. You are our guide. You are our hadi. You are our guide. You are our Rab, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Do our tarbiyah. Do our tazkiyah. Teach us, Ya Rab. Guide us, Ya Rab. Help us, Ya Rab. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to have more knowledge of the hadith of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We want to know more about him. We want to know everything he said, everything he did, everything he felt. Ya Rabbi Kareem, guide us to that knowledge. Make it easy for us. Put barak in our time along with all of our business and all of our khidmat and dawah and service. Along with that, Ya Rabbi Kareem, squeeze some time in for our deen. Squeeze some time for ilm of deen, learning of deen. We want to learn the seerah. We want to learn everything that he did and every day in his life. We want it to touch our heart, to touch our life, to inspire our life, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And Ya Allah, we want that understanding. We want to know and understand what pleases you. We want to know and understand what displeases you. Oh, we want to know this deeply so we can deeply please you. We want to know this deeply so we can deeply stay away from displeasing you. Let it be kareem. Ya Allah, it is in your power that the ilm that you granted the ulama grant us even a drop of that, Ya Rab. Keep us connected to it, Ya Rab. Grant to keep us in the shade and shadow of their ilm, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Keep us in the shade of the ilm of the mufassireen, of the ilm of the muhaddisin, in the ilm of the fuqaha and ulama. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, keep us in the shadow of the nur, of the zikr, of the walayat of your awliya, the nur of the zikr of the salihin, the kareen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, join us, Ya Rab. Join in our hearts, ilm and zikr, the nur of ilm and the nur of zikr, and bring forth from this compound a nur that will revive the deen on this earth, a nur that will spread the deen on this earth, a nur that will establish the deen on this earth, but Ya Rab, first and foremost, establish from this a nur that will revive the deen inside us, a nur that will spread the deen over us, a nur that will bring the deen entirely in us, and in our homes, and in our families, in our communities, in our societies, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make it easy for us, you said in Quran, Kunu Rabbaniheen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we got happy, Ya Rab. You want us to be Rabbani. You want us to be your wali. Ya Rabbi Kareem, it is so merciful of you. Ya Rab, we say the bake on this moment, this blessed moment of Ramadan, right before we bake fast. We say the bake, Ya Rab. We want to be Rabbani. You told us, Bima Kuntum, to Allimun Al-Kitab. By means of our learning of Quran, we say the bake, Ya Rab. We want to learn Quran 
so we can become Rabbani. We wanted ilm and talim so we can become Rabbani. You said, Babima kuntum tadrasun, and you should dars your Islamic learning. We say, the Bayt Rabb, we want to pursue Islamic learning, Islamic study, because we want to be Rabbani. Oh Rabb, we will do anything to be Rabbani. We want to be your Rabbani, Ya Rabb. We want to be your Wali, Ya Rabb. We want to be your friend, Ya Rabb. We want to be your beloved, Ya Rabb. We want to be your Muqarrib, Ya Rabb. Accept it, Ya Allah. Grant it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, just like you are taking us out of the hunger and thirst of this fast, fast into the moments of iftar, that it became take us out from the hunger and thirst of knowledge and grant us iftar, Ya Rabb. Open up the path for us now. Decree a path for us now. Make it our takdeer. Make it our naseeb that we get the nur of the ilm of deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. We make dua for all of the ulama who ever passed in this ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, send your special sawab on them, your special nur on them. Raise their darajat in Jannah. Raise their maqam in Akhirah. Those who are alive in this world, teaching ilm and spreading ilm. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put nur in their heart. Grant them even more amal on their own ilm, put izafa, increase them in their ilm, put power in, in them to spread their ilm, to share their ilm, reward them as befits your majesty, reward them according to your mercy, reward them according to your generosity, send your special rahman karam on them, and raise once again, Ya Rabbi Kareem, from this ummah, those ulama salihin, those awliya ulama, those who combine the nur of ilm and wilayat in their hearts, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you raise them from the ummah, and then guide us to them, connect us to them. Let us do all our work of deen under their guidance and shade. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takammal minna innaka anta sameeul alim. Wa tubu alayna innaka anta tawabur raheem. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Birahmatika ya arhamar rahimeen.